0: You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering everything. Pit, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Nick Farabaugh. I write for Pittsburgh Sports, now call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network, and man, we have a really good episode today. It's preview day, but more so prediction and keys to the game day. We'll go over everything about Western Michigan and what I think the Pitt Panthers need to do to win this game. The keys to the game, my overall prediction, and what I want to see from this team this Saturday. All that is... Coming up on Locked On Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Going to talk about the keys to the game for Pitt against Western Michigan. But before that, make sure to check out Locked on ACC. There's no better place to get all of your ACC conference news than the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Follow the Locked on Big 12 podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check it out. It is a great show. Candice does great work over there as Well, but let's talk about Western Michigan and Pitt. I've kind of previewed what I think Western Michigan brings to the table over the past two days. Caleb Ellaby and Sky Moore and, you know, Corey Crooms and and a defense that looks like they're confident coming into the game, right? So these are things that could be concerning for you if you're a Pitt fan. But I think when we look at what... Western Michigan brings to the table and what Pitt needs to do, there's a few key things that when you look at Pitt overall, you want to see, right? Number one, key to the game, just play clean football. I think that that is the biggest thing here. And when you get into games like this one with Western Michigan, who is a, you know, group of five team that, yeah, they might not knock your socks off, but The thing about them is they have some NFL talent scattered around their roster, so they're not going to be a completely awful team. You know, this is not going to be a team that when you look at them, you're going to go and say, yeah, they're phenomenal, but there's talent here that can give us mismatches and potentially create problems. So taking turnovers, giving that offense short fields, for example, or, you know, starting off er early and slogging behind, that stuff gets you behind the eight ball. And that's the biggest thing. So I think Pitt really needs to just make sure they play clean football. And more importantly than that, while they're playing clean football, if you do not turn the ball over, just flip the field position. Simple as that. That sometimes just a battle, you come out a little bit undercooked times. You're not always going to be on your EA game. We've seen Pitt do that before. Tennessee last week, for example, just play clean football and good things usually are going to happen. That's something that you always need to look at when you're playing a team like this. And and in the past, when Pitt has lost to teams like this, that has been something that has been huge, right? So don't let something like that happen. Uh, I think another thing when you look at Pitt is continue to pass the football well. I mean... Listen, this team, I don't know if people realize how good the passing offense has been so far for Pitt. I mean, let, let, let me let me enlighten you a little bit. Um, 72% completion percentage on the year for all passes. That ranks 2nd in the ACC, 12th in the NCAA. Pretty good, right? I mean, stuff like that's good. First down offense, 59 first downs, most in the ACC. 10th in the NCAA. Passing offense overall, 338 yards per game. 2nd in the ACC, 13th in the NCAA. I mean, literally, this is good stuff, right? Pitt's passing offense is great, and their scoring offense, 46 points per game. 11th in the ACC, 2nd and most in the ACC. 11th in the NCAA, excuse me, 2nd in the ACC. So you look at that, Pitt is consistently there at the top of the passing margins. Continue to pass the football well. They've actually, Pitt's done something that is tough to do. And they've, they did it last week especially well. Somehow you keep the time of possession by passing the football. Now, let's be real. They, they dominated against UMass, but they also won it against Tennessee. And their, their time of possession, I mean, they averaged 35.27 time of possession. That's pretty solid. It's the most in the ACC per game so far through two games. It's been impressive. Very impressive on all fronts in that regard. And, and you, you just want to look at Kenny Pickett on a personal level, right? 60, uh, 696 completion percentage. He looks good. His his passing efficiency is through the roof. He's a guy that has just played so well this year. Keep it going. Make it look like it did against UMass. Get everyone involved. Get J- Jordan Anderson involved. Get all those guys involved. Do that you have a good recipe to win. Now let's hop over to the other side of the ball. Don't allow explosive plays. We talked about Sky Moore and his ability to beat you after the catch. Corey Crooms has a little bit of burst and speed to him. He can beat you down the football field. And then they have Jalen Hall a 6'3 guy. He can get over you and jump, get those jump balls, right? So there are things that this team can do. In Western Michigan is a team... That while they might not be crazy, this is a team that could potentially give you trouble on that explosive play front. And and here's the thing. They they do a very good job of getting off the field and getting on the field. Getting off the field, only allowing 35% third down conversion rate defensively, right? They're converting 50% of their third downs. It's a good ratio to have. And that is something that you might not usually think goes hand-in-hand hand with explosive plays. But, the, the, the they have four explosive plays this year. All four of them coming on third down. Having given up one on third down. They're willing to take shots when they're backed up. And they have completed a few of them this year. Keep an eye on that. You know, if they get into 3rd and eleven, third 3rd and 10, stuff like that, maybe they can get an explosive play out of this. So keep an eye on that. That's a key to this game regardless. Um, And and I think the biggest key coming up is, is basically this. Make sure to come out fast and start. I talked about the lack of days. We'll start. Just get it over with. Don't don't do what you did against Tennessee. Don't lull. Even against Mass- UMass, you know. Just just get out there and beat them down early. It's a confident defense that's coming in here. They played. I mean, the defense hasn't looked bad. They played well. They have the seventh most tackle for loss per game in in the NCAA right now. This is not a a terrible defense. They have some upside. Just come out red hot if you're pit. Because also, when you look at what they've allowed, being the Broncos, Western Michigan, they've allowed the fifth most passing yards in the NCAA this year so far. Take advantage of that. Ronnie Bell had a big game against them. Jalen Barton can have a big game, right? Taysir Mack. Jordan Addison, keep it going. There are ways to beat the Broncos, and it's right there for you. Pass the football well. Do it well. Keep the ball clean. Come out strong and hot. Don't allow explosive plays. And that is probably going to be good enough for the Panthers. They don't need to do anything crazy here. You know, we're, we're not. I'm not asking for them to go and smoke the world on fire or do something crazy. Just be a fundamentally good football team. If they're a fundamentally solid football team, don't overthink it. I think that they should have an opportunity to win this game. Now let's talk about what I want to see more than what is needed to win. But first, make sure to check out Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bar out there. They have so many delicious flavors. There's a little bit of something for everyone in there. When you talk about Built Bar, there's so many different flavors. Coconut. Coconut. Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, German Chocolate. So many good flavors. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors. It's really, really quite amazing. And they're healthy. They're 17 18 grams of protein. Calories only 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. Everything is great. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to like it. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and the offer. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code lock 15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. Let's talk about what I want to see from Pitt more so than what they need to win. Again, the passing offense, is the crux of that just don't allow supposed plays like simple football stuff, right? Don't turn the ball over. You're a 15 point favorite heading into this game. But what do you want to see? Something I really want to see from Pitt. We talked about it all this week. I want to see the running game be concrete and and you know what does that mean i want to see a an established planet running back i want to see them get a little bit of push and get out there and run the football well i want to see all that because i think they really need to come out and quite frankly they need to be a lot better i mean 159.5 rushing yards per game isn't awful 11, but that's 11th in the ACC. I mean, so that shows you just in comparison where Pitt is with everybody. I mean, Vincent Davis is averaging 2.6 yards per carry right now. Yeah, not not exactly what you want to be. Not exactly what you want to be if you're Pitt. The rushing offense just isn't great. I mean, the red zone offense has been decent 75%, but that could be even higher. So, when you look at overall where this offense can be, I mean, just look at the tackles for loss allowed 6.5 in the run game per game. 6.5 tackles for loss allowed in the running game per game in those two games. That's just not, it's just not good enough. The offensive line has to play a lot better in the running game specifically. And again, I would like to see Matt Gonzalez. Come out here and ball out a little bit. And I would like to see the Panthers run the football with consistency. That's something I need to see. If they can't do it, it's fine. But this is one of those weeks. We talked about this. This is a transitional week. Now, again, you don't want to lull to sleep and fall into a trap here. But this is one of those weeks where you can work out stuff like that. As a football coach in a college game, you go into a game like this, obviously want to take care of business, but you also don't want to completely wash by the wayside an opportunity to learn something about your team. I don't think this coaching staff completely knows what their rushing offense is. I don't think they know what the running back room completely is. I don't think they do. And listen, Western Michigan has opportunity here. 185.5 yards allowed per game through two. So, that's 98th right now in the FBS. That tells me there's opportunity here. Pitt's offensive line is no Michigan O-line. I will very much acknowledge that, okay? I will acknowledge such a truth. But, I don't want to throw it by the wayside to say, hey, Western Michigan isn't a great rush defense. They allowed 335 yards on the ground against Michigan. There, There are holes to exploit here for Pitt... And they need to be better on the ground. That's number one. Number two. I want to see how this linebacker rotation evolves. Another thing we talked about. We talked about this with Allen earlier in the week. Kind of what does the the vibe look like with this linebacker room? Where do you play? Who? How do they work? Again, because I'm not completely sure they know exactly what they want to do at the linebacker position. How does Wendell Davis fit in? Where do we use Patrician? Where does Cervasia Denise play all the time? How much do we want Brighton Campbell on the field, right? How much do we give to Pine? How much do we give to Bengali Kamara? How much do we give to all these guys? It's such a deep room, but you have to slot them in the right spots. You don't want to pigeonhole them into something that they can't do well. You want to put them in the right spots. So as Denny's better as that fourth linebacker where he plays money and Mike and, and just kind of comes in and essentially plays as how he does. Is that where he's best, right? Or is he best as the money, and then you kind of rotate him and Campbell in more? What's the way? And, and then you then by extension, you give Wendell Davis the starting snaps inside, and Chase Pine plays more inside. So what do you do there? How much does Patrician play on early downs? Compared to late downs. Cam Bright's probably the better coverage linebacker of the two. So where where do you play them? And and more importantly, how do they react to a guy like Sky Moore over the middle of the field? How do they react to potential tight ends? You know, I mean the tight end game for Western Michigan, it's not like it's something that's crazy. But 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 when you look at What potentially could be something there. It's not like it's a crazy idea to suddenly say, Hey, the tight ends were not an issue were are not gonna be an issue when they absolutely were an issue against Tennessee, and Martin didn't have really any history of explicit production, either did Preston Fant. And look what they did, right? They went off that game. So you have to figure out specific roles for each player and specific ways in which they will thrive the best in that environment. And really, that's the two things. I mean, I would like to see other you know, minor things. I would like to see some play action. I really would, down in the goal line specifically. You know, you don't always have to hammer in with the run game. Play fake it, get it to Kroll, get it to Bartholomew, get it to your talented receivers. I think play action would do some real good wonders for this offense. I would like to see that maybe get into the into play. I would like to see the schematic changes in the running game that we talked about yesterday. I would like to see all that. And and on defense, you know, I would like to see more of MJ Devonshire because I like him. I think he's a good player. And I would like to see how they're going to match guys like Corey Kroom, You know, A.J. Davis might be more suited. Not A.J. Davis, sorry. A.J. Woods might be more suited for this matchup than he was against Tennessee where they got guys in the space. So there's a lot of things that you can look for in this matchup that I think are very interesting and that we we will talk about on Monday and Tuesday throughout the week that we can draw from and And when they go to Georgia Tech or when they go to Blacksburg about a month from now. Actually, it's exactly a month from now. What do they look like and what can we do with this? and How can we project that a month out? So... I'm very interested to see how Pitt looks like, because again, I think Western Michigan isn't a complete cupcake. They have some decent talent, and you can at least experiment with some of these things and try to get new things into the repertoire. All right, coming up, I'll give my prediction on who I think will win this game, Western Michigan or Pitt, or how bad it's going to be, and how I think this thing is going to go. But first, make sure to check out BetOnline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the Grand United's teams are back on to start another football season. So you want to go bet on that Pitt-Western Michigan game, again, negative 15 stat. Uh, betting line there on Bet Online. it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, and with that new updated site and interface with the even more odds, props, and contests, it's your number one source for everything to football, including that Pitt-Western Michigan prop, again, negative 15 if you want to go and bet on that one over there at betonline.ag. So just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use the promo code NFL100BETONLINE, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Alright folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast and folks, it is prediction time. You know, we were 1-0, did get that win last week against Tennessee, predicted 31-21, to did not expect the shootout that we saw, but nonetheless, got the result right and Kenny Pickett was phenomenal in that game and you know, looking at this game and you just look at the overall stats. I don't think Western Michigan's going to go away, you know, super easily. Because again, you know, Western Michigan—they've allowed t- uh, defensively. They're they're they they were competitive. They've only allowed 26 first downs, twelfth in the NCAA so far this year. They're a team that, when you look at them overall, this is a team that has talent. The sky, Moore, Caleb Ellaby, Corey Croons all might have futures. In the league above them right now. So this is a team, you know, that's converted on third downs. They get off the field on third downs. Situationally in football. They don't give... They, there's really not too many penalties that they commit. At all, only three penalties per game. They're a pretty nicely disciplined team, in other words. And lb has been a good player for them. So this is a team that, in my view, at the very least is a team that just is going to be maybe a little bit of a stickle for a while. And it might stick around. I think Pitt ends up pulling away. Because again, they 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 don't have a good pass defense. And that's the whole big thing here. Now they controlled the ground game against Illinois State. I don't expect that to be a problem here. I'm not too scared of Western Michigan's ground game. I think that Pitt has always proven to be very stout against that, and obviously there's so many players on the pit defensive line that I just think that O-line's going to be overwhelmed, and they'll get after LB, too. I truly believe that. I think that this defense is going to have a solid game, but again, I do think that a confident team like Western Michigan coming off a, a shutout like they did, getting their guys back, getting healthy again, is they're going to play with a little pep in their step, right? And it's a big game for them. I mean, they didn't beat Michigan, but it's another opportunity. It's a Power 5 team, trying to play spoiler, you get the point. So you know Pitt, I think, has the opportunities here to really come out on the on in the air. I think Kenny Pickett's going to end up being sharp here because I just I just don't think that they have the talent in the secondary to match up against guys like Addison Crawl and and all those guys. I I truly do. I think they're outmatched. Um, and again they just don't have the speed. So even guys like Izzy Bennett, Canada, Jalen Barden, Shaki Jacques Louis, I think are going to be productive players in this game because. Again, I just don't think that they have the athleticism to match Pitt from sideline to sideline with that speed offensively. Not that Pitt, Pitt's not even, you know, a super fast offense relatively, but they have weapons that can shake you and make you miss in space. And that's something I think that is going to be really potent in this game. So I think Pitt is going to be great on the the air. Uh, On the ground, we'll see. Cautiously optimistic. I hope that we see a good performance from this team on the ground, but it, we'll see. Overall, I'm going to take Pitt to cover the spread. I'll take that as well. I think Pitt ends up winning this one, forty-one to 21 I'll go. Again, maybe a garbage-time touchdown for Western Michigan. They might stick around there. So halftime might be something like, you know, 21-7 to or something like that. You know, nothing that's kind of out of the range of possibility for Western Michigan to come back from. But I think Pitt ends up winning this football game um, in pretty decent fashion and looking like a solid team and then they'll go staying at home next week facing New Hampshire undefeated I think they're going to play a pretty clean game and I think Pitt just matches up pretty well overall but yeah they'll have some trouble with some of those playmakers on Western Michigan I believe but nothing too bad for the Panthers I truly really believe that while well, this could be a trap game for the Panthers I don't think that this is a game that Pitt is going to drop but Western Michigan could give them a little bit of a tough out there for a little bit, which is always fine. Being tested by another team It's not an issue. So, again, my prediction, 42-21, pit wins, in my opinion. All right, folks, before we get out of here, make sure to check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on any sport you want doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, Blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast to you brought by, by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Going to be fun watching Pitt tomorrow. Take on Western Michigan at noon. Hopefully they come out with a win. Hail to...